planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey, Chris, how are you, man? Doing good, man. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm good, dude. How's uh, how's the weather? <laughs> it's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's actually pretty good down nice. here. Yeah, I'm on the Gold Coast. Did you visit the Gold Coast last time you were here? Uh, I think so. I'm uh, man, I'm still learning, like, geographically Australia. We, I mean, we've been there twice, and you'd think I'd pay more attention, but I just don't. It's all I can do to, to try to get some kind of sleep schedule going. Oh, yeah, because it's a long flight for you guys, eh? Yes, man. It ends up being about a 24-hour day by the time we fly from Nashville to L.A. And then L.A. to Sydney was like 14 hours, I think, something like that. Maybe 15 and a half. And then we flew from Sydney, see, it was Nashville to L.A., L.A. to Sydney, Sydney to somewhere else for the first show. It was a lot of flying in one day. You'd lose your bearings a bit, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, man. And, like, by the time, you know... I mean, right now it's five p. It's five twenty p.m. on Tuesday afternoon in Kentucky, <laughs> and it's what like eight a.m. in Australia on Wednesday yeah. or something. Yeah, man, we're a day ahead. Yeah, see yeah. that, and that that shit just it, it. I don't know. It messes me up. The weirdest part though is like you take off from Sydney on the way home at you know eleven thirty a.m. and you land in L.A. at ten a.m. the same day, and you're like, hang on a minute. How in the hell does this work? But it's you know it's it's hell on the travel to be honest with you. But it's uh, we love playing in Australia, man. Uh, it's awesome that you guys came down. Uh, you know, twice was it twice in a year? We uh, yeah, it, it was twice in the span of one year. We did the uh, the tour with Steel Panther, which was awesome. Those guys are great friends of ours. Um, and then we came back for a run of headlining shows about ten months later or something. So. We're hoping we can come back, man, you know, pretty soon with the new album coming out in just a, a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, uh, of, of course, the uh, the new Blackstone Cherry album, Family Tree, uh, it comes out, I, it, I thought it was this week it comes out. Or it must be next week. I've lost, I'm on holiday. It comes out so the 20th. Yeah, so I'm a week behind. <laughs> I've lost track. Because yeah. I'm on holidays at the moment, so I'm like, I don't know what day it is. <laughs> I mean, but, we'll, we'll blame it on the time difference. You guys are a day ahead, so you might as well get the record a week ahead, right? Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, of course, it comes down in the 20s, as you said. And man, it, it feels like it's a, a tribute to uh, the Southern rock genre. Is that what drove the inspiration this time for that one? Man, you know, I'm, I'm sure it, hey, it, was, it was in there to some degree, but the biggest thing for us, man, was like, we just wanted to make a record that people would have fun listening to, you know, and... And I think that that kind of harkens back to all those great Southern rock records. Like, you know, it just kind of feels like a party when you listen to old Leonard Skinner records or the Allman Brothers records. And it's weird, man. You know, I, I always say that records are kind of like a snapshot of your life, right? Mm. So, like, for us, the end of Magic Mountain to the end of recording Kentucky 
was a very difficult time in our career. Um, I think you hear a lot of that in the Kentucky record because, you know, like that, that record is a very dark and kind of heavier record for us. Um, you know, it has its, it has moments where it's, it's more lighthearted and, and stuff, but for, for the most part, that record is a, is a very serious record. Um, I think one of my favorite quotes somebody said about the, the past two records is Kentucky made them think and Matt and a family tree makes them smile. And that's, that's the whole thing, man. You know, like with Kentucky, we had just got dropped from our record label and we were looking for a record label and, you know, we, we mascot were there, you know, instantly, basically, um, when we got dropped, but obviously we had to get all that aggression and stuff out. <clears throat> Since being with Mascot, you know, starting to tour the Kentucky record up until the completion of Family Tree, it has been the absolute best working relationship we've ever had um, with anyone in the business working with them. And I think that the freedoms they allow us um, have really shined through in not only, you know, the the records, but the live shows as well. Like our live shows have, have gone to another kind of dimension, man, where we do different set lists every night now, and and we're having a, a lot more fun just, you know, extending songs and, and jamming and, and kind of getting lost in the music. And, and that's what we did with this record, man. You know, it's we're at a really good place, and we're having a lot of fun, and that, I think the new record highly reflects that. It's a pretty fun album, man. I mean, I really like the song uh, Southern Fried Friday Night. <laughs> with yeah, the, uh, man. Was it, was it with the uh, talk box? Is that, is it yeah, man. Yeah, dude. We uh, the, the talk box kind of started with us. The first time we used it, used the talk box, really was on uh, on folklore and superstition. Mm. There's a part in the middle of uh, a song called "Long Sleeves" where it kind of goes to this ragtime Cajun thing, and there's a talk box going on there. Um, and then you know, obviously, White Trash Millionaire, and then uh, me and Mary Jane. The talk box has kind of become a signature thing, you know that. Ben is bringing back, you know, I mean, it's, it's been a long time. I mean, with the exception of, you know, Sweet Emotion, Rocky Mountain Way, and, and the Bon Jovi stuff, people just don't use a talk box anymore, man. You know, I mean, not since, I think the last, you know, massive talk box song was, uh, um, was probably what, Man in the Box, you know, like that was, that a talk box was used on. A yeah. Lot. So I'm, I'm super. I'm, I'm super glad Ben uses one as much as he does, because uh, it just adds another kind of thing, man, to our sound. And it's, you know, it, it's kind of a tribute. Anytime you use a talk box, you're going to think of Peter Frampton or, or Joe Walsh. You know, those are the two guys that immediately come to mind to me with "Do You Feel Like I Do" and, and "Rocky Mountain Way." Um, but man, it just, I just I fucking love a talk box. I always have. <laughs> like it, me too. It's the coolest thing, man. Like. I I wish I could use one, but I don't want to have a tube on my microphone all night long, and that would just get aggravating as hell. Is it hard to use? There, man, it's it's there's an art to it. You know, what I mean, you can uh, you can just do it where you just mouth, you know, like vowel sounds basically. Um, because yeah. what you're doing is basically the the guitar signal is fed, and like we, we do a couple little tricks to make it sound a little different too. Um, Basically, what it is is your guitar signal comes out of your amp into the talk box, right? Yep. And then instead of running to your speaker, the sound runs up that tube and into your mouth, and your mouth acts as the speaker. So obviously you have to be right on a microphone to get the, the sound to be right. 
the, when it sounds really cool, man, is is when you sing along with, like, if you sing something, it could just be random words, but when you sing with the talk box, obviously, unless you're screaming, the talk box is going to overpower your your natural voice. But you get little inflections of words in there, and it's it's always uh, it's always fun to see what people think everything's saying, and you know because they're they're and every record we've done with the talk box that we just we never tell people what it says, but they're <laughs> hidden gems, and we kind of leave it to people to figure out on their own. I'm gonna have to go back and uh, try and pick that out. But yeah, I love them, man, and it's it's fun. I find itself it's quite fun, you know, and it's of course with that song, you know, sort of gives a bit of a inside of uh, country life and lifestyle. The lifestyle is that is that really how it is for you guys over there, man? You know. Yes, I mean the, the the town the town we live in has one red light that we uh, we've got a stoplight and then we actually have one functioning red yellow green like true traffic light, um, and we just got that you know about ten well we got it when I was in high school so that would have been uh, right around two thousand probably we got that first stoplight um, and it's still the only damn traffic light we've got in town. <laughs> But yeah, dude. I mean, you know, it's 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 a pretty cut and dry, honest song. You know, I mean, I smoke, I drink, you know, and it's all about <laughs> Kentucky bourbon and and having a good time, man. But you know, dude, that that song is just uh, it's kind of one of those tongue in cheek, you know, poke a little bit of fun at ourselves, and and but at the same time, man, you know, it's it's funny because it's true. You know what I mean? Like mm. that's that's the great thing is like the, the greatest comedy of all time is stuff that's it, it's funny because it's true you know what i mean and that's that's kind of like that song and white trash millionaire in hollywood and kentucky all those songs are like funny because it's we're we're really making fun of ourselves more than anything <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it dude i love it and another thing about of course that uh the southern rock or even the southern metal style is i don't do to uh like right into like extreme black metal and and things like that, but uh, they they they're suckers for it, man. They're suckers for that southern bluesy rock stuff. What what do you think that is? I don't know, man. I you know I, I think there's a certain level of honesty and just like a, a kind of a don't give a shit attitude that comes along with it, which is funny because that's what you know rock and roll in general is supposed to be about. But I, I think it just it goes a step further with uh, with southern bands. You know, I mean. It's, uh, I mean, you know, dude, it's one of my favorite bands of all time is Pantera. You know, I mean, like, Pantera yeah. and Skinner are right up there together. And it's funny because they're both southern bands, and they both obviously have a bluesy influence. You know, people are like, well, how do you hear blues in Pantera? I'm like, well, if you'd listen to them, you'd hear it too. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but no, man, you know, it's like, dude, ZZ Top, Pantera, Leonard Skinner, you know, all these great bands, the Alban Brothers, Atlanta Rhythm Section. Dude, we just did the Southern Rock Cruise. And it was amazing, man. It, it was sold out, the entire boat, you know, and it was, it was, we may have been the youngest band on the boat, but it was, yeah. it was so much fun, man. You know, I mean, to, to see all these legendary bands playing these songs and that people still connect with, you know, 30 and 40 years later, mm. it's, just, it's amazing. And it's, I was, I saw a thing the other day, man, where Dave Mustaine admits to, uh, Mr. Ripping Off Sweet Home Alabama and one of the early Metallica songs. And it's just like when you go back and listen, it's it's perfect. I can't remember which song it was. Uh, it may have been the, the Four Horsemen or something. 
but it was it was one of the songs, and it's this interview where he's talking about, you know, Cliff Burton was a massive Leonard Skinner fan. He was like obsessed with him, and they were talking about how a song needed to slow down. And as a joke, he played the Sweet Home Alabama riffs, and they ended up doing a part just like that in the song. So it's, you know, it, it's funny that you bring it up that you know the metalheads love it because you know Cliff Burton's arguably one of the, the greatest metal bassists of all time. Absolutely. Uh, you know, with with Metallica doing the thrash stuff, you know, and it's uh, it, it's amazing. I mean, how Metallica did Tuesday's Gone on Garage Inc. You know, and it's just Southern rock is is it's never going to go away, but it's always kind of been the underdog that everybody secretly loves. It, it all depends on the level of distortion, too. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, oh if, yeah, dude. That's the thing. Like like if you were to take like Leonard Skinner or or even, you know, you take a band like the Almond Brothers, and some of the songs they do, man, if you were to take them and just take those amps and crank them up a little more, it would be, like, some of the heaviest shit you ever heard in your life. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, dude, like, well, dude, like, for instance, listen to Saturday Night Special, you know? Like, that song with the synthesizer and the bridge, man, like, that, that's some heavy shit, dude. And it's, it, but I love it, you know? It's, it's. Well, Leonard Skinner's my favorite band of all time, hands down. Um, so, you know, for me, I could talk about Southern Rock all day long. So, you know, it's, it's funny, man, I was talking to Lexi from uh, Steel Panther about this a couple of weeks ago, because they're coming back down here too. And uh, nice. just how a lot of country dudes love Steel Panther as well. I think it's the base of it, if you strip it all back, it's those bluesy riffs, man. You know what I mean? And it's just been, you know... Translated it into is, man. And, and I, I think it also, you know, goes to the the common law of we always want what we're not, you know, and mm-hmm. and dudes like me, you know, who grew up working in tobacco and and you know, man, waiting for Friday night to to come around so you go hang out with your friends or whatever, you know, we want to, you know, secretly deep down as much as we'll be like ah oh, the hell with L A or whatever. Secretly deep down, there's a little part of us that wants to be out there, you know, Sunset Strip in like 1986, you know, just living the dream, man, when it was wild and your hair was higher than, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when the when the hair was was taller than the the Eiffel Tower, man, you know, and but I but I think there's just there's a part of everybody that you know there's something that you'll never obtain that you kind of want to be a part of. That that's what it is, man. You know, like I love it, man. Like you see these all these dudes driving around in their jacked up trucks listening to Steel Panther, you know, and they've got a rebel flag on the back of their truck driving around <laughs> listening to Steel Panther, and you're like, this is as good as it gets. Like, you just sit back and smile, man, because it, it transcends everything. Like, dude, I'll never forget, we, the first time we played Sweet, we were we were over there on a support gig, and this is the first time we've ever played outside of the United States, mm. minus going to Canada once, right? So, and... Like Canada's so close, it's it's hard to consider out of the country, really, you know. Yeah. But like our first time going to Europe, we're in Sweden, we're playing in Stockholm. We kick into the first song, and up goes like you know the the Confederate flag, and like there's just people holding this flag, and then people then there's a CD kind of chucked on stage to us. Well, one of our techs picks it up, and at the end of the show, I was like, "Hey man, what was that CD?" And he's like, "It was this kid's band." Check out this album cover. You're not going to believe this shit. 
And I look at it, man, and we all bust out laughing because it's like their whole thing, man, is like, it's like a General Lee kind of, you know, set up on the front of the CD. And I'm like, I'll be damned. Here we are, you know, in Sweden and, you know, in, in Scandinavia. And it's still, you know, all about Southern rock and roll and, and that kind of vibe, man. And it, it's just amazing, you know, to, to see how things translate and, and how common everybody is, you know, deep down. I mean, good music is good music is good music. And, but people latch on to certain, you know, to certain categories of things. And it's like Steel Panther, man. People would never expect a band like us to tour with Steel Panther. But it was fucking awesome to do that and so much fun. And I wish we could do it again sometime. See, and and that's that was my point, man. Like, I think it went really well because there's the under underlying, you know, the the bluesy and the it, it all it all connects, man. It all connects, and it's all that fun, oh, having yeah. fun, you know. So, and uh, oh, there's the the blues had a baby and they named it rock and roll. At the end of the day, it all goes back to that. And it doesn't matter if it's, you know, Lamb of God, who are another one of my favorite bands, mm-hmm. or if it's, you know, Leonard Skinner. It all goes back to the beginnings of rock and roll at some point. Damn right, man. That's, man, it's been awesome talking to you about this, you know. Same thing, man. I get a chance to, to uh, you know, riff on that sort of thing. But, man, I'm uh, really hoping you guys get, get down here again. Trust me when I say it, if it's if we have any say so in it, we'll be back sooner rather than later. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. And uh, maybe come down to Gold Coast next time uh, you're in 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 the way. We'll uh, show the beaches and all that kind of jazz. Would be awesome. Just keep me away from snakes, and we're good to go. <laughs> you don't want to be out near my house. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're you're right. I don't. Man, I think my next interview is calling. All right, brother. Well, uh, all the best, and uh, we'll see you again soon, I hope. Have a good one, man. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 